Hello and welcome to the Spiro Podcast. I'm Steve Hackigan. Joining me as always, court is now in session. Gabe Acevedo is here. Let's go. I object. I object. I object <laughs> to adulting. I object to life. I object to everything. Yeah. Yeah. Do you like the do you like the double entendre with that? The, Absolutely. The both versions of court we're talking about today. We got She-Hulk, Attorney at Law, and House of Dragons. So it, we're back. We're back with uh, some good shows. Well, we're back with shows. We'll just say that. <laughs> starting off it. real good, people. We're starting off right away. Yeah, don't want to get too far ahead of myself. Um, no, no, but we're it's it's exciting. I'm I'm excited to, to talk about some TV shows. Not something we don't usually cover here like too much, but um, we had Sandman all, last too- week. Now we have two more shows. We're in the TV moment of this podcast. Oh yeah, I mean, well then. Next week we have a special episode. We're doing our uh, a fantasy draft again next week, so it's draft season. So we're coming back. Uh, special guests are coming on for that again. So we're really excited about that next week. But then after that, we have another TV show. We're doing the Lord of the Rings TV show. So it's a little bit of a TV season. We're right in the now. TV yeah. season in this podcast finally because we sporadically have t- talked about a few of them, but now we're like weeks into television. I'm excited. I love this. Yeah, it's it's a good time. I mean, if only uh, the first show we're going to talk about is uh, She-Hulk, Attorney at Law. And uh, if this show was good, I'd be more excited. But uh, right off the bat, we're just going to we're not going to sugarcoat this. It, 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 it The first episode was terrible. I don't know about you, but we're not fair. I it's it's bad. It was bad. Yeah, let's let's just dive right into it, shall it was we? Bad. Yeah. Uh, so so th- this here's the thing. I mean, this is only the first episode, so I don't want to completely write it off. But when we first heard about, you know, She-Hulk being a movie or a show, rather, I was like, cool, whatever. It's they're going to make how many of these shows now? They're going to they all like of them. 16 Greenland right now. Probably. Uh, no, and D23 no is coming up, so we'll see what else they have up their sleeves. Yeah. So we, we got all this stuff and I was like, cool, we're going to get a, a, a She-Hulk, whatever that means. Um, Cool, whatever. And uh, then we got the trailer. And, uh, and yikes, that's where this started. Yeah. Yeah. What were your thoughts on the trailer when you first? Saw oh, it? on the trailer, it CW trash. <laughs> the trailer was awful. It looked like a CW trashy show. No, the trailer was bad. The trailer was really awful. I think the, the floodgates open because I am not in the minority saying that, at least for the trailer. Everybody was really against the trailer because it looked like a really bad show. Um, beginning from the cgi to like we had no idea what was going on yeah so the trailer was was bad it didn't pump me up at all for the series not that i was pumped anyway for the series i'm like sure whatever i'll watch it she hulk i know a little bit about that character from the comics not much um and yeah and we got the trailer and then apparently they said that they were going to fix the cgi they were working hard listening to the feedback and yeah the episode premiere this week and yeah then i just decided like we're not going to fix the CGI board. We'll just, whatever. We'll let it just be what it just is. Roll for uh, it. And that's, that's really where like, wow, well, we could start the whole thing. Like this siege, the CG is just terrible in this. Like, and that's, that's not like us being hypercritical. Just look at it. If you haven't seen this, like it looks terrible. Okay. We've been critical of CGI and like a lot of these movies, like, you know, there's, there's just so much used in all of them nowadays, especially all the Marvel things. Like, nobody's actually wearing a costume in anything anymore. Like they're just wearing outfits with blue dots on it or whatever yep. colored dots and vector things like that's That's all they wear now for this. They don't actually have a costume. There's no Iron Man costume. There's no Captain America, America costume, costume or Spider-Man mm-hmm. costume. They wear like something 
that says like it's a gray it, it, suit with all the dots and yeah, that's it that's all they're wearing nowadays or they're wearing like old versions of it so that people can like see what they might look like but they and they're they're animating all of them now when it comes to like the suit themselves it, it's working okay with some characters i mean obviously like iron man that's easy you know it's it's, it's gonna be a cg suit no matter what because mm-hmm. you can't really build that but now they're animating every like this this they're animating the entire character and like for the hulk it was fine because we got the hulk for a short period of time and you know he doesn't talk much and he just smashes things so it's very fast and action like rah 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 that's yeah. fine but then we got this version of the Hulk or the, the she Hulk we'll say for this. Cause that's what they're going with. Uh, apparently they do talk about why it's called she Hulk and you know, whatever. Um, we haven't gotten there yet, but she's a completely animated character that looks so bad. It looks like they're trying to make a live action version of Shrek. You know, <laughs> it does. Does it not? It does. It, just, it, just it, less yeah. weird, less weird air like ears. You know, like that's kind of what we're going on here. And it, it looks really, really bad. Like what, what, what the hell are they thinking? Someone said, yes. You know, like what's, what's the problem here? Why, why is that happening? Uh, I, because they're giving us 55 things in a year. <laughs> that's why. I mean, you know, I don't, I, I don't know because if you look at towards the end of, the Avenger, the Infinity Saga of of Marvel, they had amazing CGI. Like I think Thanos is fantastic. Everything was very believable. Um, it was great. Not to say that they weren't misses in between. Black Panther is probably one of their biggest misses. Um, towards the end, um, those rhinos, yikes. Um, but I I just don't understand where they're. How could you go from from something that was actually really good? To something that is very awful. I thought that CGI was evolving. <laughs> and 13 years after Avatar, we're dealing with She-Hulk, which is really weird. Yeah, I don't know. And obviously, you can you can pinpoint at all the drama that's been breaking in the last few months on how Marvel is treating the CGI companies and everybody's overworked and how they're expecting them to do um these these characters and these um visual things that take. Some of them might take years, expect them to do them in a few months. But yeah, they Marvel has been just sucking the life out of CGI. Like really not bad. Some of it has been really awful CGI. And I put She-Hulk in the awful category. Yeah, I think and that, that's really disappointing because like the the person I feel the worst for here is uh, Tatiana Maslany, who's the, the actress who's playing the main character here. Um, like, you know, she's she's playing Jennifer Walters, who's actually that's that's the actor. That's the character's name. So she I feel bad for her because she I think she is a pretty talented actress. Oh, she's and fantastic. she's putting she's putting forth like a good effort, especially when she's herself. I think she's actually quite good when she's herself. But then as soon as she becomes this character, it's just it's just silly. And then she's dealing with there's this whole like 20 minute origin story they're like 30 minute origin story right in the middle of a show that I thought was going to be a legal comedy. That is not anything about legality or anything that about like a comedy. So it's just this weird, like origin story here. And like, I feel bad for her because like, I think she's talented. I think she's great in in her own parts when she's herself. But then when she's this 
monstrosity pun intended like it's just terrible you know it, it's it doesn't work and it's not funny and it's it's just so so strange you're right these vfx houses are just like completely overworked mm-hmm. marvel's sucking all the life out of it like i think you you said this before when we were talking that like the even the beaches they, they're on like the beach and for like half of this episode more than half of this episode that entire middle section is them in the beach Ugh. and it's not even the beach you you can like tell they're like oh yeah this is like someplace in atlanta like where the studios are and they're yeah that's a warehouse with green screen it looked awful it just looked hyper just so hyper visual but in a bad way like not hyper visual avatar hyper visual just you could tell this is bad yeah like you could tell none of it looked real that's no. kind of the problem like I feel bad for set designers and like contractors and the people, the carpenters who like build sets and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Cause like now they're like, okay, we'll put a couple pieces on to like, like let you be able to interact with something. But how, we're running out of like green tape and green paint. We're running out because everything is just animated. And yeah, you know, we've complained about it a lot, but this is, this is really coming to a head with this mm-hmm. show. And I feel really bad because it's, it's so distracting from like what, might be a decent show i don't really know i mean judging by the first episode this was like the cg was terrible the and it's not just the cg i think too like the cg was bad the the locations were bad but there's like it the, the it, it's it's weird because we start off a character like a character who I, I was immediately interested in from the very beginning i was like oh this is interesting she's a character who's like building up her persona in in court that's how the episode starts right like delivering this whole like legal argument about mm-hmm. uh what was it the the responsibility that these people have you know and the accountability that they should be and i'm like okay so we're, we're in this like legal standpoint i'm interested and then it immediately pivots to she literally turns to the camera and says oh i thought you thought this was going to be about the hulk well let's go tell you all about the hulk and then it goes back to this weird thing so i was like okay i'm invested in this legal thing that you're gonna do mm-hmm. and then they did this weird like switcheroo like, to whatever yeah to to some strange origin story that in the middle in the whole like that lasted 25 minutes yeah and it like what it, it to me it felt cheap and it like dumbed it down for us like what what did you feel about it Oh, I did not like it. I I actually like you. I was very interested, and I'm still y'all watching. I think that's what I'm looking forward to because I love um Tatiana Maslany. I was a huge fan of Orphan Black. Um, totally recommend that show. If nobody, if if people out there haven't seen it, um, so I'm I was invested in the beginning and in the end of the episode because it's quote unquote her, and not She Hulk. And then you give me out of a, what this episode is. I think it's the longest of the season. It's like 35 minutes. It was 25 minutes out of that episode is them telling me a backstory. I'm with you. It just didn't work. And it also, I don't care about Bruce Banner at this point. You never really gave him a lot to do in Avengers except just smash and disappear in space. So I think the episode was just way too focused on him. Listen, if you're going to give us the backstory to her, make it five minutes. Make yeah. it five minutes because you started the episode with her already as quote unquote she Hulk, her her um assistant or 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 paralegal or whatever, yeah. um knows that she is the Hulk. So let's just start the story there. She's just the Hulk. There's it just is. 
it just yeah. is you don't need to dumbify things for us i understand she's a new character to mcu but so what you know just start it there so yeah i hate those 20 25 minutes of in the middle of the episode i think they were just bad the, there were things about it that were like oh this is interesting but i i i didn't i just thought it was a waste of time because like it's Bruce Banner being like, you need to learn what it's like to be the Hulk. It took me 10 years. And she's like, oh, I got this. It's not a problem at all. And like, okay, so you're just like, you're, you're, it be one of the things that's interesting is it, it's kind of deconstructing what sucks is like Bruce Banner's story of how he, you know, tames the Hulk is really mm -hmm. something that's interesting and riveting, but they made it a joke and they made all of this stuff and they dumbed it down so much that like we never actually see his, his journey that he's on. And like Mark Ruffalo is a pretty talented actor. And he never actually gets to to do any of that stuff, like any of the work about dealing with rage that lives inside of him and like all of this stuff and these multiple personalities that he's dealing with. We never see any of that. And then this this thing just makes fun of the whole thing, the whole concept. Yeah. Like, oh man, you don't have to deal. Like, she's like, she does do like a, an interesting thing where she's like, I'm able to deal with rage because like women, we we deal with it all the time. We deal with anger all the time. And like because we're asked this and that and like we're doing all this, which I thought was, you know, an, an interesting part of that story. But it's put in the middle of like this thing where Bruce Banner misses uh, Tony. Like that's, he's that's sulking the entire episode. The, this the episode thing. is actually about Hulk. He's sulking for 20 minutes yeah. that Tony's dead, that that. Oh, that's where they spend during the blip. The, during the blip, they spend their time building the bar and building the beach house. And I'm like, what? Like, I this don't is... care. This is not about him. Yeah, this this is so it was it was really lame and it didn't work. And I don't like when they like minimalize characters like that. And I, I just mm. didn't think it worked. And like what's unfortunate, too, is like the showrunner, Jessica Gao, who's the who's the person who created the show and really worked on it. She's she's been the creator and worker. She worked a lot behind like a lot of other TV shows in the past. Like she worked on Rick and Morty and things like that. So she's she's like quite talented here. She was excited to do this legal drama and she shot a pilot and like there was the whole series that started. And then it was at the end of after everything was done that Marvel, the greater Marvel universe was like, uh, let's, let's take this and actually, you know what our fans will really like, let's, let's put an origin story in the beginning so that we, we yeah. know who we're actually dealing with here. And like, I feel like that's really insulting. First of all, to the fans, like we don't need these origin stories to know like who the characters are. We're, we're already invested. We already click play. You don't need to try to keep us there. And then like, I feel like it's also just a slap in the face to creators who aren't able to create the projects that I feel like they walk into, they sign up for. Like, what do you think this says to some of the creators? And we've seen this with a couple of other things. I'd say like Moon Knight is another good example of this, like where Eternals, that's Eternals. probably one of the yeah. biggest examples on how they just completely erase Chloe out from that movie. Yeah, they they take this. It's like, what does it say? Like that they're the about about the dynamic here. It's it's just Mar. It's just Kevin Feige and Marvel just being extremely, just shitty, <laughs> and not giving creators the chance to do their own thing. And and it it just sucks because um I always say like what in a different universe I would have seen Chloe Zhao's Eternals and I probably would have loved it because I love her movies. I love her style. Um, the same with Moon Knight. Um, and now the same with She-Hulk. The same with the end of WandaVision. I think WandaVision, my only complaint is that final episode where it just turns into Marvel. It's the Marvelification of everything. Um, and and I think 
they've accustomed us, and I say us as, you know, it's just viewers, uh, people who like or watch Marvel, that everything has to be big, bigger, biggest. And they have forgotten about storytelling. And I think that's the issue. When you have um, a tourist who want to do something different, they put in their dirty hands and just screw it up because they think, oh, no, we need this. We need an origin story. We need a fight. We need an explosion. Um, and it just drains what could have maybe been a pretty good first episode if that origin story weren't there. Because yeah, like I- you, I'm waiting. I don't know. if you, Did you ever see Ali McBeal? In the no. early 2000s. So I was waiting. Um, so Ali McBeal is a legal drama with Callista Flockhart. I was, that's what I was hoping, or I'm still hoping for this show that it's Ali McBeal, but with superheroes. And but then give me 20 minutes of this stupid origin story that's just dumb. Yeah. And I and I again I feel bad for uh Tatiana Maslani because like again, she she put a lot of effort into this. You know, she's promoting it, she's that she's the face of this show, she is the main character. Um and she's just not being able to, to to be like her talents aren't being highlighted in this. And this episode sets it up very poorly. And, and it's just really difficult for this. I mean, I see the same thing with like I, I, I really reference Moon Knight because I think that's a really great example where you get Oscar Isaac in that show um, and Ethan Hawke, who are just like super talented actors. And they're like, we're committed to this project. We love it. We love the story. We love all this. And then they just get edited down to this just garbage that is spit out yep. for those shows and I, I feel really bad for some of these creators and these actors i mean look they're, they're also they're getting paid so i don't feel that bad like you know like they're I'm fine sure that, <laughs> i'm sure that like you know maslani's like checkbook's not going to be you know that that empty i'm sure yeah. she's going to be fine but but, but not only if, but not yet. for her necessarily but for like people like jessica gal you know these are the the tours the people that are coming in and they yeah they want to incorporate their vision into such an established IP that the fact when that vision or what they want to do is just distorted to a way that just gives you the same thing, it must suck. And, you know, a big example of that, everything that's going on with Warner Brothers on the HBO side, how they're just crampling over talent and, and canceling their stuff. And Jessica Gallagher, she's very talented. She gave us the infamous Pickle Rick episode um, in Rick and Morty. She was one of the original writers of Silicon Valley. So, yeah, it just... Oh, and like you said, then you have the the talent in front of the camera. You know, you have Oscar Isaac, Ethan Hawke, you have Emmy winner Tatiana Maslany, who's amazing, and you give them that. Yeah, it's it's like over edited, and like there's there's such a reliance on CGI and all this stuff that like it becomes so difficult. And like again, we're all this is only the first episode, so we're we're really heavily critical on the first episode. And you know, I've seen people being like, oh, they're you know because. You know, we're obviously we're two guys talking about this show that it stars a female. And like some people are like, you're just going to say that because you're guys and you hate, you know, the women in this. And it's like, it's nothing to do with that. Like we have not talked at all about that part, which I there's parts of that that I think are really good. You know, the idea of like the the thing that I was excited for is the actual legal drama of being a woman in a kick. Yeah, that's what I want to see. A kick ass boss lady yeah. lawyer. That's what busting everybody. That's what I want. Yeah, that's what we want. We really want those things. <laughs> we want them to be good. That's why we're so critical of it because it's not good. And we really want good products, good like like stories about these characters. We want it to be good. Like there are elements, like there's things that could shape this to be good. Yeah. But I have a fear that it's just going to be. We both thought that Ms. Marvel was great. And Ms. Marvel, Marvel is about a teenage girl. And we yeah. thought it was it's probably great. one of the best shows they've done in the last year and a half. 
yeah, I would definitely say it is. It's definitely one of the best things they've done. It's one of the best TV shows they have. Yeah, I'd say for you sure. know, it's, it's really high up there for me. Um, I, I think it's really great. So I think and it's it's definitely possible, you know, like WandaVision first eight episodes are, are great. They're really, really good. I think Loki was a really great television show. Yeah. Um, there, there's definitely possibilities here. I just hope that I hope that Marvel didn't put too much of their fingers in this because I, I hope that it, it can return to something that I'm excited for. Same, same. I just I just want storytelling and good CGI. <laughs> Is it too much to ask to just C- have good visuals? That's all I'm asking. You have the money. Yeah. <laughs> you have the money. If it, 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 if you're telling me this is a up and starting company or a studio or is, if this is the two this is the year 2000 but you have the money and it's 2022 come on yeah like it's it was always going to be difficult because you know it's a, it's a completely cg character so it's going to be difficult but they should have taken longer on this that's what it should have been they should have taken longer i mean it's not like it's not like she hulk's going to be in a movie anytime soon she's not going to be a movie for what like 3 or 4 years so like take the time we don't need this character now we can wait it's okay yeah. But, but they feel like they need to constantly keep the content wheel rolling out there for Marvel. So, well, it, and it's it not even, and it's not even the CGI. It's also, <laughs> I burst out laughing and not because it was good or funny at that final scene when the quote unquote villain burst in that you can literally, the moves literally are, you can tell they're on cables. They're, it's so badly done. Like the pose that, that infamous oh pose with the leg in the air. And the and the bench that she and I'm like this is, it awful. looked so, that whole scene was so random, <laughs> and like it seemed that I was like, what the hell's going on here? It seemed so it awful. seemed like a spoof on a Marvel show. At the yeah, end there. yeah, that's a scene that you would see. Remember when um in not another hero superhero movie or yeah like movie. those that's, those types of things like that's the kind of the, thing that happens in those even movies. even lower it'd be like meet the spartans you remember that like oh, that wow. garbage yeah <laughs> yep it seems like something from that it's yeah, really, it was, it, really that bad. that final scene was just awful it yeah. was i'm like yikes yikes you, you, look marvel you could do better you could do better you have and you can't do better so just do better yep agreed just do better well and and we'll see where it goes you know like you said this is only episode one um it could surprise us and it could end up being a great show it could be the 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 the, the switch of like what i thought of wandavision which is fantastic and then the last episode was like eh, maybe this first episode is like uh and then it just ends up being fantastic so we'll Let's see so. but Let's yeah i i, I want to um i just want to see courtroom scenes in a marvel show that's what i want to see and i hope that's what it turns into because that's what i would like to see i'd love to see the legal battles that go on yep like who who pays for the smashed cars <laughs> who pays for it? all the how do you file all the class how do you action file lawsuits yeah. against the avengers <laughs> yeah it, it it's pretty it's a pr- it's a pretty easy bet you know like how do you claim insurance you know like th- that's what i would love to see like the insurance workers like <laughs> you know what i'm saying do you have like superhero insurance now like is that like something that insurance Those companies are selling? Those premiums have to be so through the roof. <laughs> you know, like think about that. Like, how would you? It'd be so weird. Like, if you if you owned like a flat in New York, right? You'd be like, so, uh, yeah, my my apartment window got smashed when some Chitari came down from another <laughs> galaxy and like smashed it. So, like, what what are we doing here? Can I can I get a claim? And they're like, mm, 
It's an act of God. And it's like, it's not an act of God. It's an act of the Chitari who are like related to gods, but they're not actually gods. Like, well, <laughs> see now, now with that, you know, little idea, cause you know, how there's like the act of God sort yeah. of clause. So like if Thor does anything, can you just not do anything? He can do whatever he wants. Cause he, it's an act of God, whatever. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> That's a different discussion. Mess. Complete mess. Uh, we, we're going to move on from this. Uh, hopefully it's better. Hopefully it gets better. Cause again, I like Tatiana Maslany. I think she's great. Um, yeah. one thing, if, if there's a positive thing about the episode is that I liked her in it. Um, every time, you know, she, you could tell she's having fun. You could tell yeah. she, she likes being, she's like, oh my God, I'm in Marvel. Let me give it my all. I just, you know, I hope she has the material and the show transforms around her to be actually good. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll talk about a show that is good after a quick little break. So we're heading back to Westeros after three years of being away. You know, we're, we're, I think you're pretty excited about this. It's been quite some time since Game of Thrones ended. That horrible last season left a very bitter taste in every fan's mouth. And then now we, we do finally get to go back. And it's been a long time. I think it, it was needed to be a long time, actually. I don't think it, we could have gone a little sooner because people were still very bitter. But we're, we're back in Westeros to watch the fall of the Targaryens. Um, how, how excited were you for this show? Um, not super excited. And the reason is not because of the story, not because of going back to the world, just because season eight, like you said, um, broke my heart <laughs> in such a way that, um, I just didn't, I, I'm, uh, I'm still afraid to see how the show develops because of how bad season eight ended for me. Season eight of Game of Thrones is probably one of the worst seasons of television ever made. Um, so I was very skeptical, obviously walked in, um, with a very low bar or probably the bar was non-existent. Um, so I wasn't super, super excited, but at the same time, some part of me was like, okay, we're going back to this world that actually ruled over my life for almost a decade and then instantly vanished after it ended. That's about it was. So I would say 99.9% not excited, but there's always, there was always a little bit of me like, okay, I want to see what they do. And I want to go back, especially because it's a cool story. Yeah. I mean, for me, I, I, I only watched live Game of Thrones the last season. I think it was the it was yep. the long night. It was the first episode I watched live. So I, I ended up like binging my everything. Place. To get, yeah, I had I a real party yeah. in my place. Yeah, yeah. We were like, "What's wrong with your TV?" We were all like, "Why is this?" So I, was, I remember shutting the curtains, turning all the light. We're like, "What's wrong?" <laughs> yeah, and that was how every single person across America felt. Uh, it was terrible. It's like so dark. And then we went into Twitter. We're like, "Oh, okay, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah." Oh, this is the beginning of the end of the series. Yep. This is this is bad. Oh, so now we know oh. where this is going. Yeah. So, uh, but we, I was excited to be back. I actually was because I mean, I I didn't get to a chance to really revel in the the whole excitement with everybody else and everything like that, and. So I was pretty excited to go back. You know, I think Game of Thrones was an absolute phenomenon. It was a completely different show than anything else on TV. It proved that fantasy shows could be successful. It changed the whole idea around HBO. It was the most watched show at one point. Like it was just, it was incredible. It was, it changed t television. Game of Thrones changed television and then it died. You know, it just, it yeah. died. Um, it turned it and we could tying it up with what we were talking about earlier. It, turn television into cinematic experience because mm -hmm. it showed you that you can have film quality television in your living room 
which before Game of Thrones hadn't been explored in, um, at that level. Yeah, it hadn't been that. I mean, it's it was incredible. It was incredible what it was did. And it makes sense that it's on HBO, which is the home box office. So, you know, it, it makes sense that they were <laughs> the ones to do it. And it just proved that like, oh, this is prestige television at its at its finest. Yeah. Uh, and just ripped apart and changed everything that there was about about television and, and everything. So uh, we're but we're back. We're back in in Westeros. We, we got our first glimpse at the House of the Dragon. Uh, it's it's really a it's it's very much in the same vein. It's the same universe. It's uh, one of the earlier books by George R. R. Martin and. Or, or sorry, a prequel. Is that is that the is it earlier? I don't know. I don't so, know. I don't, never so the, the book came like, out in twenty seventeen, but the stories okay. are the stories per se are, are okay. So I yeah. I just didn't know like what was the first book that he wrote was, oh, was yeah, the yeah. first one. Yeah, no, I, I no yeah, this is twenty seventeen. Um, basically like a compendium book, just oh, cool. you know expanding okay. the stories of characters. Okay, so yeah, this I I I don't I never read the books. I don't plan on ever reading the books, so it's all good. <laughs> Well, he's never gonna finish the main series, so you're you're fine. <laughs> Good. Uh, anyway, but we're we're back. You know, to, to deal with the Targaryens, who uh, obviously it's it's a really really they're popular characters. You know, uh, Daenerys was such a huge character, very pivotal in the entire si- series of Game of Thrones. So we get to see a little bit more. You know, back to like when they were at sort of the peak of their power, mm-hmm. or just I guess just past the peak of power. Uh, is when we when we catch them. This this series takes place. Uh, well, the first episode is 176 years before Game of Thrones. 172. Uh, 172. Was it 172 or 176? 172, I believe. Okay. Well, 170 ish years before uh, the the beginning of Game of Thrones. And uh, we we're just excited to be back. This is this is something that was really good. I mean, we get dragons. We know that we're getting dragons. I think the first shot is pretty much a dragon. So we get like ten dragons, I guess, and we get a lot of throne talk. We get a lot of court talk. You know, all of this different stuff. And, and now, right off the bat, like when we come back into this and after this, the episode ended, in in what ways did this feel like Game of Thrones? Um, the game, a chess. A, you know, it it sets. I think it did a very good job at setting the board for the chess game that is about to begin, which is what I personally love about Game of Thrones. That's what I personally, what what I why I personally think that the first four seasons of Game of Thrones are masterpieces because it was just working and setting up and moving those pieces for power. And I think this first episode gives you a very good glimpse. Um, at what's to come, especially if you've already watched Game of Thrones, which I assume 99% of the people who watch this episode have watched Game of Thrones. So you know that this is going to be a, you know, a power play. People are hungry out for, looking for power for the throne. Um, so I it, it reminded me of those first seasons of Game of Thrones, how people are, are already starting to look and making moves towards the throne for X, Y, or Z reasons. So with with that, though, like, I mean, apart from just like the story aspect, you know, certainly the story, it it does set the stage for the struggle for power. And I think it's actually quite well established in this. You know, the first three seasons of Game of Thrones, they they do have some of those ideas of like people vying for power, Uh, not necessarily. I mean, yes, there is obviously the the game, the power for the, the Iron Throne and everything like that, but. This sets up like perfectly, I think, for me. Like you could clearly see there's going to be a power struggle that goes on. Like they they hint at it for most of the episode, and then like it sort of ends with them being like, "There's 
the definitive power struggle and we could see who are going to be the main you know people in this fight uh you know they they give it they give this subtle thing saying like uh the only thing that could bring down the targaryens is themselves mm-hmm. and you could see that that's definitely going to happen throughout the series what, apart from just like the story like being similar like what what else did you feel was similar to game of thrones like in terms of like the tone of the actual show oh i thought it obviously the world we're back you know i think the production value is fantastic um but it get, again it just it gives me the moody style of what i love about game of thrones these ethereal people just moving around this world looking for whatever they want to achieve and i think it's said it's it's all about the, the the production aesthetic of the show that brought me back to this world. I have some issues with that, with some of the things that we'll probably mention, but I just think it, it did a really good job at transporting me back into Westeros and to a Westeros that obviously they describe in the show, they describe in the books, they mention the show that we've heard about, but we've never seen. This is a Westeros at the height of their power not only Targaryens but Westeros at being the center of the seven kingdoms when it wasn't part of it wasn't burned down yet um there weren't a lot of people struggling there wasn't a lot of poor stuff a lot of poor people in the street this is Westeros being Westeros the beacon of the seven kingdoms so I thought that was really just cool to go back to um King's Landing in a way that we've heard but we've never seen before yeah, I mean, I I definitely really enjoyed seeing some of those places. And it's funny, you see some of the shots are in the same places that you've seen before. Like mm-hmm. they show a set, I think in like when there's a shot of like the spiral staircase that leads up upwards that we know that like that's where the hound and the, and mountain, the mountain fought, you know, like it's a that's really cool. You're like, oh, wow, I remember that. Like, yeah, that was pretty cool. Or they show like the the lair where the dragon skull is. And you're like, oh, wow, I remember that, too. Like, which we you, see you, it torn down in season eight, you know, we yeah, see it destroyed. You get, and now we see it here. Yeah, you, you get sucked back into those things. But what I also really liked is it did bring you back into the world with like some of the characters, it, character types in the character roles and things like that. You know, you see someone who's the hand of the king, you know, you see maesters again and you see you see these different characters. You you get a glimpse into, again, the palace intrigue and things like that, you know, which I think was really, they did a great job of this in this, where I think they're playing all of the hits of game of Thrones, the things that work the best. That's what they're doing in this. You know, mm-hmm. we want the scenes where people are in rooms talking to each other. That's what we want where, you know, the, the people, the, the council of the King is getting together and they're complaining about someone who's not there. They're talking about people who are vying for power. We're hearing stories of other people from other kingdoms, you know, like we get these little hints and, and that's really what when Game of Thrones was at its best, that's what it was doing. It was talking, it was people in rooms talking. Yep. You know, like think about Peter Dinklage's best performances are never when he's like doing action-y stuff or on the run. No. It's when he's talking to people. He's giving you those monologues. And I think that's what was so good about this this episode. I think you get really, really great monologues. You get great people talking in rooms, you know, whether it's 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 the council talking or it's uh you know, the hand of the king talking to his messengers or, you know, it's the women in the in like, you know, young like women of the court trying to talk to each other about like, you know, oh, this is mm-hmm. that person like what what's going to happen in the future and and all of this stuff. And I think that's where it's super successful. And I think we also got you know, the way it felt like Game of Thrones, uh, you know, was back. 
the the violence, gratuitous the violence. violence and gratuitous sex and nudity, all that's back. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's Game of Thrones. As soon as I'm like, oh, this is Game of Thrones. Oh, I yeah. missed you. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're just slicing people's hands off. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. That. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna. Oh, we had a little throwback to um, Ramsey. Oh, let's cut off some penises. Why not? <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, why not? Just throw it off and you know, oh, you're gonna show it. Oh, yep, you're gonna show it. You're gonna show yep, it. Cool. Just right there in the slab. <laughs> yep. I was like, oh, okay. Yep. There, there we are. We're back. Uh, we're back. Yep. But how? Saying after all of that, how how is it a little bit different from the from Game of Thrones, setting itself up to be a different show? Well, obviously, apart from the characters, I think it did a pretty good job at establishing enough connections to Game of Thrones, but letting you know this is a different story. And I think it was great that they started with that letter, with that um, scroll of like two, three sentences that says, this is the story, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, and this is 172 years before um, the death of the Mad King and Daenerys Targaryen, and then it faded out and it just left 172 years before Daenerys Targaryen. They're like, this is not Game of Thrones. This is 200 yeah. years before. Um, and, you know, you also have, obviously, Targaryens, you know, we, we were all fascinated by dragons and Daenerys in, in the original show. The fact that you start off with a dragon, you see dragons right away. You see more dragons in the sh in the show. We know we're getting at least seventeen dragons this season, so it's definitely telling you this is a different story. It's a different world. It's the same world, but it's a very different story. And I think they did a really good job at setting up the that distinction. Plus, I think they did a very good job in game of thrones you have a lot of people and families competing and fighting over a throne it's this is set up really well that this is a family fighting for a throne um which is going to be a completely different take of what we already saw in game of thrones which is going to be really interesting because everything is going to be internal um rather than everything being external not to say yeah. that there's not going to be external forces in it but it's going to be interesting seeing a family in an internal battle for a throne. I think that's one of the really big things that for me set up very differently. Um, you know, the, the original series of, of game of Thrones is so sprawling, you know, there's so many different storylines you have to keep up with, whether it's what's going on up in the North, what's going on in King's Landing, what's going on out in the East, you know, like there's all of these different stories that we have to keep track of. Like, Oh, what's Daenerys doing over here? What's, what are the Starks doing? What's the the other dude that's like all emo up above the wall doing? Like, you know, what what's everybody doing? And like, there's all this, there's all of these competing stories that we have to like, basically, if you have a journal, you got to like journal what's going on with all these yeah. characters. This is a much more contained story so far. I mean, the first episode is all in one place. It's all in like a couple of rooms, to be honest. Like it's like four or five rooms. You know, it's like what the, the council chamber, the bedroom, a brothel, and like throne room like that. That's like basically where this goes, you know, so it's really contained. And I think that's a really like good idea for this. Like they, they talk about a couple of other different things in this that like, who knows, maybe we can have another spinoff story from this. You know, if this decides to only be like three seasons and then we have a season of this or a season of that, you know, they have this ability to do that. And I think what's interesting is they've, they've toned it down for now. I mean, this is only again, the first episode, so I don't know where we're going from here, mm. but it seems like, especially even from the, the preview of what's to come, it seems like it's more contained to less characters and less sprawling 
still great adventure and excitement and like really you know obviously it seems like we're getting a civil war at some point in this but it, it seems like it's going to be a little bit more contained which i'm pretty excited for also something that's going to be interesting is how they're going to deal with the changes that have come between today in filmmaking and 15 years ago or 12 12 13 years ago in filmmaking with the in terms of like what we want in an hbo series you know like think about the the game of thrones the first couple seasons of game of thrones which you know people really lauded and, and loved right and the later seasons there's some stuff had changed in terms of the level of gratuitous violence mm -hmm. sex and nudity we have very different attitudes about that nowadays than you know when we did 10 years ago yep so it's going to be interesting to see how they deal with that in this i mean granted the first episode we have a pretty horrific I would say, uh, like moment in the beginning and right in the first episode, they're like going for it. You yep. know, um, I don't want to talk too much about it. I mean, our, if you've seen the episode, you know exactly what yeah, I'm talking about. It's an interesting about. five minute sequence. It is. It is absolutely brutal. And yeah. you're like, you're like, are they going to show? Oh, yep. Yeah, they're they're. Yeah. Which I will say this, the violence, I don't think they could shy away from it. I think all of these yeah. stories, um, not Game of Thrones, but like this idea of like, kingdoms in this era yeah. those are very violent stories um but i do um hope um and i think they've said that everything look at the things that have to do with the gratuitous sex stuff the violence towards women um and stuff like that is toned down completely in comparison to the original series yeah, and that's that's one thing I think is going to be quite different in this. I mean, certainly there's been so many different attitudes about that now mm -hmm. than there were, you know, so many years ago. And it, it, especially the gratuity of it all, I think, is where they're definitely going to tone it down. You can even see that with the nudity in the first episode. There's definitely still nudity, you know, but it's not as much as you would have expected from like Game of Thrones well, 10 years ago. Yeah, you compare the very first episode of Game of Thrones, um, that final scene with Cersei and, 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 yeah. and Jamie that you see Lena Headey. Um, and here in the sex scenes, there the shots are more tasteful. Work. Yeah, we they're more tasteful. tasteful. We'll say that. Um, yeah. especially it's towards still, the woman. Yeah, it's definitely still nudity, but like it's it's more tasteful, which yeah, is for sure. Which I think is a good thing for like these actors and actresses to to, to be able to you know tout for themselves. Which yeah, I think is absolutely. Yeah. I think it, I think it's gonna be good. I think it, I think there's a lot of interesting aspects here. Um, I think the the intro was kind of important to like kind of set up this idea because like I mean I don't know the story the history of Westeros. I don't follow that. I'm not gonna read a book or anything like that. I'm like you know the, I, my my attitude towards this is completely different from Lord of the Rings where I've read everything with Lord of the Rings. But like this is <laughs> I haven't done that. So it's interesting to like get that intro and like this whole idea and like I mean I don't know how this election went. I'm, I'm a little worried about that in this age of election integrity uh, election integrity like. A little bit worried about how that went down, but we don't have to get into that. I wonder uh, if they're they, they they're counting the machines of it, it's landing. <laughs> I mean, it's just, one. <laughs> it's just like one piece of paper. Do we know who who where that paper came from? Uh, maybe it was a dead voter. Who knows? It could have been. <laughs> could have been. I want. I want. I want to go in on that. Fun times. Yeah, I thought the intro was so good. I think it yeah. it shows. Um, as someone who has read. Um, everything out there from Game of Thrones and read the book Fire and Blood um, in which this um, show is focused on or at least this show is the second half of that book um, I like that that intro sets up 
right away what we the show tells you what it is obviously the struggle for power but it's a gonna it's going to be very a very gendered struggle for power which mm-hmm. i think it's a great job uh because we don't see it's not until game of thrones that we see a woman there's no spoiler because in game of thrones you've seen it so we see a woman in power but here they're you know westeros is still not ready for that uh and and i think it did a very very good job at setting up oh these people are gonna buy <laughs> what we do nowadays your grandfather dies and everybody's fighting over the will so these people are going to fight for this throne if there's no heirs yeah, and I think it's I think it's an interesting story too because this is the story they chose to go with because like there's a there's there was famously after Game of Thrones ended they had a pilot for another Game of Thrones show that took place like two thousand years before that they completely axed that it was shot was seen by executives and they were like nope and yep. they just cut the entire show uh, which was like you know well done like the, not the show but the pilot was completely done and ready to go and they axed it completely and no one's going to see that. Like no one's ever going to see it. Like they just, they're it's buried somewhere in the Warner lot. Who knows? Maybe in this like breakdown of everything, someone will leak it. Maybe Probably not. it's, it's gone. Um, And this is the story they decided to go with. So they were more confident in this story. And I think it, it can be really interesting. You know, obviously it is just another game of Thrones. It's just another game. That's really what it is. I think. And that's why they're going with it rather than shifting directions to, something tangent of game of thrones to mm-hmm. just like another just they're, they're playing it back i feel like i think it's going to be successful uh especially because one of the things that game of thrones did that was so successful i think was it took actors who weren't really big names at all you know you look at all of those different people in there you know you're building an entire show on kit harrington who's kit harrington like no one knew, no uh, idea who this person is no. but even like lena Headey, like she's been in she's been in things but like no one really knew who that Amelia was. Clark. Nobody knew who Amelia Clark was. Yeah, you know, Jason don't even Momo- start with the kids. Sophie Turner, um, yeah. Aria. Like no, no. Who are these people? No one had any clue who these people are. And like, then you, you, they did. To be fair, they did sprinkle in like actors who are like very, very talented. You know, in there for sure. Like that oh, are like bigger names. You know, obviously first season you get Sean Bean. You have Charles Dance in there. You have like a lot of people who are very talented actors in there and that they sprinkled in and like were able to elevate that to a different level. And I feel like this is one of those things where this, this series is so good at this and their, their, their scouts are great. I mean, all they need to do is really just find British actors who've been to like Shakespeare school and like, <laughs> like Oh, you, you've done Shakespeare. Which is like, you basically wanna... all British actors. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you're not currently tied to like the crown. So, okay, let's get you in this. Okay. Let's, let's do that. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and it's, it's interesting because like for, for me, you know, one of the main characters in the first episode is uh, the King King Viserys is, is like really, he's one of the main characters in this. Right. And it's it's an actor who I've seen in in probably like forty different movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's Patty Constantine, right? And I've I've seen him in like forty different movies. You know, he's in he's in The Bourne Supremacy. He's in uh, Hot Fuzz. He's in like all of these different things that I've seen him in like a ton of times. And I've never thought, oh, that's a guy who can really pull off playing the king. Yeah, but it's interesting because he he still works in this. I don't know I don't know what it is, but he he does work. I mean. Granted, we, I think you you texted me about this yesterday. We were talking about the show. There's a little bit of wig issue going on here in the whole series. I mean, it's a lot of white wigs. It's a it's a little bit much, but like you, you got to go with the white wigs and they're going to stand out. Yeah, they just could be done a little bit better. <laughs> they could yeah. be laid in those in those heads a little bit better. <laughs> and he at the beginning of this episode, I was like, 
oh, that's really weird seeing him in this role. And then by the end of the episode, I was like, actually, you know what? Like this, this kind of works here. And I, mm-hmm. I grew into liking him and like, he's not a care. He's not an actor who, you know, is a big name at all. You've definitely seen him in stuff. I know you've seen him in stuff, but uh, you know, he, he's not a big actor, but they put him in a big role. Uh, and I think he's delivering quite well with the type of performance he's delivering, you know, and then you get like around the table, you know, you have a couple of other actors like Steve Toussaint, who I think is going to be really great in his character. I'm really excited to see we get a pirate, you know, we get the sea snake, you know, I, I'm re- mm-hmm. I, that's just an awesome name, you know, and like, I'm excited to see like pirates in Westeros. So I think that's pretty cool. Gonna and you fun. get, you know, and then, I mean, I'm super excited about Risa Fons, like I think, or Ifans or however, or however you pronounce it, it's, it's a Welsh name, but I really, really like Reese Ifans. Like, I think he's a very talented actor uh, and he's, he's in there playing um, Otto Hightower, you know, the, the hand of the king. And I mean, I don't know if you've seen him in a lot of his other dramatic roles. I mean, he's, he's done a lot of comedies, you know, you, you might know him for, as the Welsh him kicker from like the replacements. That's like the first thing I saw him in is that the replacements read the, the kicker, which is awesome. Uh, but, you know, then I saw like Anonymous, which is a great dramatic performance by him. And I think he's very, very good. So I think he's going to be really good. Are you are you excited for him in this? I think he's going to. I like him. I think he's really good. Um, He plays really. Isn't he the lizard in Spider-Man? I think. Oh, yeah, he is. He's the lizard, the in, lizard. The in Spider-Man. Um, and I liked him in the lizard. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for, for for him Um, and what he does. But again, like you said, I think one of the magic touches that Game of Thrones has is that their casting is really good like they you know it's very i would say 99 percent of their casting is perfect and then the castings that that didn't work at some point they switched them up after season one or two in the original and and no explanations were given they just like well we didn't like that person in the role here's another person doing the same role and there it is and like the the person i mean i didn't get to him yet but like the person who i think is like obviously just killing it and has like all the best stuff is Matt Smith. I mean, oh, absolutely. He, he was someone who, you know, years ago was this like person who they're like, yeah, we're going to cast this weird looking dude to play the doctor in doctor mm-hmm. who. And people are like, who's Matt Smith. I hate this. I don't want this as my doctor. He's not my doctor. And then all of a sudden he did this run of doctor who, and everyone's like, that's my doctor. He's the only doctor. Yeah. He's the best doctor. I never watched. I never watched doctor who, but like, mm-hmm. you know, every he was like, well lauded everybody loved him and then he did he did what a lot of good british actors have done they're like i did my thing that made me popular now i'm going to do some weird shit and like yep. you know like he did the pet the pattinson route like i did my twilight now i'm going to do whatever random yep. thing weird thing i want and, and then, then i'm going to come back and he also keeps doing the 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 popular thing because he was in the crown the first two seasons yep. um then he did Earlier this year, it's Morbin time in Morpheus. Oh, yeah, yep. I forgot he did Morpheus. Yeah, that dancing yeah. scene in Morpheus. Come on, he should get an Oscar nomination for that. <laughs> yeah, Morpheus is uh that's 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 a that's a choice. But he's no, in he's this. Yeah, I, think, I agree with you. He's fantastic. oh my god, he's so good in this. He's so you hate him immediately. Yep. Like immediately you hate him, and it's so he's so good at doing that. And like you know, hating characters is really important. It's important to be able to build that, you know, as an actor, you have to be, able, it, it, it takes work. Uh, and he's, he's able to invest this and just create it so well. And he's going to just, I think, just deliver some awesome, awesome antagonistic type characterization for like this whole thing. I think he's going to be really great. I, I really think he's going to be good. Agreed. He was fantastic. And, and he, he'll have a lot. I mean, obviously we'll, we'll see how they adapt, but he'll have a lot to do. He has yeah. a lot to play with, which is really cool. And what I what I like already is like you see his bitterness, you see his contempt for his brother, you see all of this stuff. Uh, 
you know, there's this moment when he just goes out there and like just calls calls Otto a cunt, and you're like, oh my god, like they're just they're really going for it, like you know, throwing it, throw, especially that word too is like such a charged word. Yeah, you know, like he's he says it, and like, whoa, okay, we're this is this is exciting. It, it, like it gets it gets really really good. And the air the air for a day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yikes. And like it's he's he's a terrible person. And you're like, okay, I'm yeah. excited. And yeah, he's a great, he's a great character. Um, Damon is a phenomenal character. Um, and Matt Smith is just killing it. Yeah. Killing it so far. And it's only one episode. So I'm really excited to see what he does. And he, like I said, he has a lot to do. Um, it'll depends on how they adapt the story, but he'll be a standout. I wouldn't be surprised if at the end everybody's like, this is like probably one of the best game of thrones performances so far yeah i mean and we we also did get performances out of uh millie alcock and emily carey who play uh rhaenyra and allison hightower uh mm-hmm. so we got these different characters they're they're apparently like in the season they're going to get replaced because with other actors because they they're aging them up at some point so there's going to be like a time shift in this series so they're going to age them up but you know th- i thought they were pretty good too even though they're playing they're 10 years older than the characters they're playing but <laughs> i mean i think mm-hmm. I think Rainier is supposed to be like nine or 10 in this. I yep. think. Uh, and yeah, so she, she's clearly she's a 20. Year yeah, they were really good. I think they they were really, they, they fit the roles really well. They had very good chemistry between each other. And come on, if you've seen game of Thrones and now you saw the first episode, you are already starting in your head to like, Oh, this is going to get interesting. Mm-hmm. Especially towards the end of that episode where, when um, Allison's father sends her somewhere to do yeah. something um so you know or you kind of start thinking okay so this is where it's going it's 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 really really good and their stories are really great and and you know this is based on the dance of the dragons which is the huge targaryen civil war for the throne and it's going to be really good and i can't wait to see them as adults their adult counterparts in the show i'm really interested to see where when the show shifts into yeah. um does that time jump um but I wouldn't I'm be really surprised excited to see them. I really wouldn't be surprised if they just shift the next episode, like second episode. Mm, if they're like, we're done, this is the pilot, and then we're going to go into it, and like we're going into modern, like more, like do the time jump now. Could be because the real, the real, um, it could be actually, yeah, now that you say that, it could be pretty soon instead of waiting towards the middle or the end because the big fight for the throne technically is when they're already adults. Yeah, so they're they're definitely shifting like early. Um, I I because I mean you have Emma Darcy and Olivia Cook who are just terrific actresses who are so playing those good. characters. So like, let's get them in the series quicker. <laughs> um, we also just a shout out to uh, Fabian Frankel, who's a character who's apparently going to be a big a big deal. Uh, he he looks like he's been in the preview and he he could be a big deal. And I also wanted to shout out Graham McTavish, who I just like Graham McTavish. I think he's great. He's the he's like the bodyguard of Rhaenyra. <laughs> yeah. And I just I like him a lot. And I was like, oh, sweet. Graham McTavish is in this. Like, isn't he been really... like in tons of fantasy shows and stuff like that? Yeah, he, he's yeah. like the fantasy guy. He's he was in, you know, he was in The Hobbit. He was in uh, he's he's just been in in so many different things. And he he's a huge not just he's not just a big fan of the fantasy, but he's also a big historian. Like he himself oh, okay. is a historian and like has done like a lot of history work and like the history of Britain and things like that. He's very, very much into it. So, oh, nice. That's awesome. That's cool. And he's also a giant, imposing, 
like Scotsman, like you know. So oh, is he I, big? I just, like he's yo, is he he's, big? He's, he's as, a, as big as he looks guy. on the show, he's that big. Yeah, okay. he's a very big guy. Uh, okay. so I, you know, I, I just like him. Uh, yeah, he's a pretty big. He's a pretty big dude. So I, I like him, and I'm excited, especially because like he plays a lot of hard men in all the things he's in. You know, mm-hmm. and I, I always like that. So uh, I'm excited for him in it, and even though who knows what his role is going to be well I mean, and what you it this goes with what you said earlier you know having read the the, the fire and blood and, and the story of dance of the dragons i you said that this is it it feels like this will be a more contained story compared to game of thrones and game of thrones had a million characters this is more you're right on that it's going to be a way more con- um contained story which means that all these characters will have a lot to do and and i like that you'll see these characters throughout um hopefully We'll see how they change um, or how they adapt. But there, you will, you know, just like Game of Thrones, if it happened, you'll get invested and then things will happen, which is really cool. And, yeah. I'm, and, I, and I hope they actually get to they, they, they get to do that again. And what I'm excited for, too, is like I'm excited for the characters we don't know yet. You know, the characters we're going to meet, you know, in the future. I mean, yeah. think about if you think about like Game of Thrones, some of people's favorite characters are characters that we didn't meet in the first episode. There are characters we didn't meet in the first like few episodes you know there's some characters that became favorites that didn't come in until like second or third season exactly like you know we we haven't gotten you know when i'm excited to see who those people are like who's who's the hound gonna be who's like a brown of tarth gonna be you know like you know you know like who are these different characters you know when pedro pascal's character i don't remember his name but when he for he shows up like when the viper shows up you know you're like this is an awesome character yep and like i'm excited to see who we end up getting from this and who shines because you know these actors some of them you know I, I mean, I don't know who Fabian Frankel is. I haven't seen him in anything mm-hmm. before, but who knows? This guy could be a really big deal. I mean, the they did it with no? the original. Maybe they turned these people into just bonafide celebrities and stars. Yeah. You know, I good for them. You know, this is this could be one of those things. It's like, oh, yeah, they they were the guy from uh, House of the Dragon. Like, yeah. you know, and, and I mean, it's really look, it's already Millie Alcock. I was reading um um this weekend on Twitter. She was living in her mother's um attic and she was doing dishes at a restaurant. When she auditioned, it was an open audition. She went a few weeks later. She got the call that she just landed the biggest role of her life. And now she's in this huge fandom. Like, come on. I mean, and it's great. I mean, I'm excited for it. I think they, they landed really well with the first episode, you know, 10 million viewers saw it's the, it's the largest premiere for HBO of any new show. It's the most watched new show. So, I mean, it already has this built in audience, so it's pretty great, but like it, you know, people are watching it. it. It's getting really good reviews so far from like you know a lot of the users and stuff it's it's very highly rated rated i'm excited i i hope that it continues this it doesn't you know doesn't fall flat on its face and i i hope that it's i hope that it's good because i want i want this to be good did you see the video of the apartment building in new york no i didn't see that so one. there's a video on twitter on twitter running around from sunday when the show was premiering somebody recorded from the street and you have all the windows and they were watching all the apartments were watching house of the dragon and you see the synchronization of all the scenes in the windows changing and it's oh, super so cool. cool like hbo has tweeted it game of thrones have tweeted at their pages and it's super super cool so you know this is um again tying it to game of thrones i said at the beginning when we started talking game of thrones season eight for me is one of the most deplorable seasons of television ever made it broke my heart i always joke that game of thrones was canceled and they never gave us a season eight um but someone who you know someone like me who will take a few more episodes to me for me to really fall back in love with this series i think it started 
in a great way. I think it started in the way that it needed to. Enough connections to Game of Thrones that pulled at my heartstrings while also setting it apart. I mean, when the episode ends and we get the theme from Game of Thrones, I'm over here, like, hand on my chest. That's my Pledge of Allegiance. That's my national anthem. Like, yeah. yes, because you never skip the intro to Game of Thrones when you rewatch that show. Um, so I, I think they did what they needed to do. And like you said, it's been three years. Um, you know, there's still a little bit of sour taste in our mouths from that final season. But I think it's time, you know, to return to a show that captivated the world for almost a decade um, so yeah, I think they they start they started the way they needed to, which ha- I, it gives me yeah. hopes for what's coming. And one of the things I really you 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 alluded to this, and I hope that they they don't do any more. Uh, they did a perfect amount of winking at the original show, like yeah. you know the episode. I mean, not there's no spoilers. It just ends with you know, uh, the the main uh, King Viserys telling uh someone that like, hey, you know, like there's this prophecy of winter coming you know soon and it's this dark winter and it's going to erase a all the human kind of fire and ice and, and like you know he grabs the dagger and you're like oh yeah i remember that and then That's at the, the same dagger. time you get names like you get the baratheons and you get a stark in there and you're like oh yeah like okay yeah. cool cool i really hope that they don't keep doing these like hey do you remember these characters and like fair i mean you know, the like, name but, thing well, is impossible not to because yeah, you know the, i get the that but, rule my 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 only issue i i just hope that they don't wink at it too much because that's what star wars did star wars winks all the freaking time about like hey do you remember luke skywalker do you remember luke skywalker every single thing is like skywalker (laughs) yeah so like it keeps it keeps winking at it and you're just like oh god we 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 know that like we 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 know okay we know that there's darth vader in this universe we know luke skywalker exists we we get it okay can we have a story without like any reference to him at all that would be kind of cool um and like that's that's kind of what i want i want i'm excited i think it, i got really pumped you're right the, the theme kept playing that it kept playing little bits of it throughout the, sh- yeah. the episode uh the same composer is back for it so he, he was doing that the score is just as masterful as ever look a lot of winking at it but then also overlaying it with like a little bit of a different the new theme. one yeah. So uh, it's something that I hope that they're going to just continue throughout. Right, which like, again, I don't mind in a first episode. Like, you know, you, yeah. you, you. Exactly. You, there's, you have to, you have to connect it. And now you carved your path. Now go on and give us this story. That's what, that's exactly what I'm hoping for. I just hope that they continue to do that. And I'm, I'm very excited for it. Yeah. I hope it stays. I'm, I'm a, you know, I'm, I'll watch it. I'm excited for it. I think they captured me. The first episode captured me as someone who was like, Oh God, I don't want to get, I don't want to cry in a bad way and get my heart broken again. They did what they needed to do. So yes, I'm back that this, this show is back that this world is back. We'll see where it goes. And Sunday nights are now back on HBO. So absolutely. That's perfect. Um, And yeah, and we'll be back next week talking about uh, a, a different movie draft. I'm really excited for uh, an act. It's actually actors. So get excited. We're doing a uh, fantasy. It's going to be good. It's going to be really good. So stay tuned for that. We're really excited. Thank you guys so much for listening. And we'll be back next week with some more fun stuff to talk about. So see you then.